Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up on this Wednesday, June 22nd. The Braves are 39-30 and 30 at the moment. Five and a half, five, five and a half games, five and a half, five, five and a half games behind the Mets. Caleb Johnson and with my co-host Joe Patrick. I do just kind of want to jump into what we've been dealing with. And and Joe, I, I feel like for the last couple of podcasts, we've gone like, this is a crucial week for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It was, a, you know, two weeks ago, it was like, Braves have got to get on track. You know, like, you got to keep this winning streak up. They did it for 14 games. Then we came last week, and it was like, yeah, the Braves need to... You know, finish out the series with the Cubs, be a, a team that's not that good, and then really focus in on these talented teams, the Giants, the Dodgers, and then later on, the Phillies. And now we're here in a, like, I feel good, feel good, mm-hmm. and yet there have been some big losses in the last week that you could absolutely, if you wanted to, make a big deal over. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all glued to our seats on, uh, what day was that, last Friday? Yeah. Trying to watch the Braves extend their their winning streak. That was like the most invested any of us have ever been in a mid-June baseball game in our lives. Uh, and now they lost that series of the Cubs, and we it feels like not disaster. Of course, it still feels like you know this team is obviously very hot, but it does take away some of that shine uh, off the team where it felt like they could just do no wrong for so long. I was about to say just to give you some insight. Fr- last Friday, I was actually in the Kia Studios uh, <laughs> up at up at work and doing sports flashes. Uh, Mike Bell in between because that was the 220 start early midday game I don't like those middle of the afternoon traditional National League games you know it's like the Cubs acting like they don't have lights it's like come on Mm -hmm. now you know (laughs) like oh it's classic Wrigley Field 220 games whatever anyways it's hot and um, you know the Braves coming off of 14 trying to reach 15 and, and make this a, a momentous occasion, it felt like. Uh, would have set a new club record if they could have gotten it to 15. Yeah. So, well, it would have tied the record at 15, right? And then, tied. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. 16 would have broken it. But So Mike yeah. Bell kept coming into the bullpen, looking at the TV, 
getting you know frustrated and be like, I can't watch. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I just got, I, I got to go back to my show. I got to do my show. And, and it was just it was so funny to watch because you're right. Like everybody was glued to the TV. It was a classic National League game, one nothing. Uh, that I wasn't even really I wasn't mad at AJ Mentor for yeah you know kind of not having a great inning but also wasn't terrible just right things kind of happened and the and the Braves offense never really came together uh, that's the kind of inning where if if you're winning by four runs or something and then it's a non consequential inning then nobody thinks twice about it ever you know uh, very hard done by there absolutely well and then there was like six of those. <laughs> innings <laughs> yesterday <laughs> in a 12 to 10 Braves loss uh, yeah. where Joe I'll be honest with you can I be the one to say like I wasn't even upset that they lost that game like it it happens you know I yeah I, I think I, I look at individually everyone's performance and was like there was so many good things that happened in this I mean you know you could you could panic about Strider you could Panic about, uh, you know what, you know Jackson Stevens and the way that finished, and and who was the other one? Darren O'Day. Um, Darren yeah, O'Day. Darren O'Day. Appearance. Yeah. You could panic about those sorts of things, or you could talk about the fact it's the first time that Matt Olson has a two home run game mm-hmm. uh, or a multi home run game just in general, and there was so- Olson, Acuna, Ozuna all going yard. Yeah, four guy or three guys who are you know among you know, kind of like your top four hitters in the lineup, guys that really have not gotten going to the fullest extent so far this season, and to think what this lineup could be if those guys do get going, uh, especially hit it with the home runs specifically. I mean, this Braves team already leads the major leagues in home runs, and they really have done it without a lot of power coming from those three players who are obviously you know historically going to provide you with a ton of those. So. I'm with you, Caleb. Like, honestly, despite some of these losses, despite having lost that series to the Cubs, who are one of the, you know, maybe struggling more than any other team in baseball <laughs> yeah. at the t- at the point the Braves played them, I'm, like, not that upset with uh, the way that they – some of the losses happened. I mean, there was one that was bad when, you know, Kyle Wright had a start. We'll get to him uh, in one of our other uh, mini-episodes for this week. But, um, you know, you got out-dueled in a game – Things just happened, but uh, you saw a good start from Charlie Morton to get him back on track. We'll see, and a lot of our listeners will probably already have seen him pitch because he's pitching tonight, Wednesday. Uh, but, you know, I think that we have seen some really good things despite the Braves not winning some of these games, so I'm I'm actually still pretty encouraged. Absolutely. It's just uh, – it's it's one of those that this is days of summer, you know. It's that time yeah, of year yeah. where um, you're not going to win them all. And the Braves have, honestly, they have turned things around enough where it just doesn't get you that concerned. Five and a half games back of the Mets uh, who, you know, lo- who lost their last game. You know, it's one of those, like, you you mm-hmm. can catch them. You're still going to have some National League opponents coming up ahead. There's plenty of time. Like, it's this is now when I'm able to breathe a little bit because – you're not playing 50-50 ball as much. Um, you know, you, you had the 14 straight, which kind of helped you catapult to this point uh, of of reaching a level of of yeah. Let's let's take it game by game, like like the players always say. And I don't know. I, I can more so take that to heart than I could before. 
Yeah, if you, I mean, if you had lost that Cubs series in the way they did before you go on a 14-game yep. unbeaten run, then you're not feeling so great about Absolutely. it. The moral victories are harder to take when your team is in a more precarious spot, but that's the great thing about a winning streak is that it puts you in a lot better position than you were in before you went on it. So you're totally right that you know the Braves season – it doesn't feel as kind of like existential stakes uh, on these games anymore as they did when this team was just kind of really struggling to get off the ground. So for that reason, it's a lot easier to take some of these losses. And, to, you know, to what we've been saying, they've, we've seen some good things. And um, especially when you add in potentially a guy like Mike Soroka coming back to this team, a lot of these injured players – I mean, maybe it's a little too forward thing to look towards Ozzy Albies already, but Tyler Matzik, Kirby Yates, you know, you still have so many players that this team is going to add over the next weeks and months. Uh, it's it's pretty exciting to think about what they could be. It's just going to be very interesting to see how they deal with this next run of games because they only have one off day until the All-Star break. That's uh, The All-Star break, I think, is July 17th, I want to say. And um, uh, their last game before the All-Star break is on July 17th. And their only off day is after this Dodgers series. Until then, it's games all the way through. So it's going to be a, a big, um, brutal grind for this team. But I think that they've got to be feeling good with what they've put together over this last couple of weeks. And I think that, you know, with the addition of Michael Harris, who we've seen just how impactful he can be to this team. Uh, again, hopefully you get Charlie Morton kind of riding the ship and being able to be more of the guy that we're accustomed to seeing. I think that this team is, is pretty comfortable and confident with what where they are right now. I want to talk about Spencer Strider, who is a guy that obviously Braves fans have really fell into love with, you know, doing the whole mustache thing now. The Braves changed their their Twitter profile picture to the A with a mustache on it. Um, and the reason why he's gotten that so much love is because he's so immensely talented. He's a guy that... I, I love when I make a prediction way far in the future and it actually turns out right because that doesn't happen a whole lot. You know, like, <laughs> let's be honest, you know. You're not I, giving yourself enough credit, Caleb. Yeah, come on. well, it's just one of those, like, come on, let's be honest. Like, everybody, we have we have takes and they don't always work out. Spencer Shrider has been a guy who I, who I was behind early on and is working out. Tuesday night is one of those situations where if you truly want to panic – you absolutely could do so if you did not listen to Spencer Strider talk after Tuesday night's game. Strider obviously goes, what, three and two-thirds, gives up six earned, uh, mm -hmm. and, and only strikes out four. He just never at any point looked comfortable, didn't have his velocity in, in the triple digits like it's normally been, and so plenty of reason that you could be like oh no i'm not doing that i i don't know about how you feel about this joe it's just one of those that like guys are not going to pitch lights out every night uh and i think from what i heard out of spencer strider who who spoke after last night said you know this was a learning experience and that i didn't have my best stuff and he said, you know, he's like, I've got to work through when I know, because he said he knew before the game that mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be his best, that he was like, I've got to learn how to work through that when I don't have my best stuff. So the only reason I am slightly concerned about the start is just a concern about him being okay 
physically because he talked about not feeling great before the start like you just mentioned he said that when he was warming up the stuff just wasn't great now to be clear Gabe Burns from the AJC asked him what he meant by what do you mean what do you mean you didn't feel great yeah <laughs> and uh he didn't ask him quite like that but he was but he was like no, no no don't misinterpret me it's not like a a, a physical thing it's uh it's more of like I mean he's he was sound like he was mainly talking about the way his stuff felt and maybe the way he, he felt just with a rhythm uh, finding that that consistent release point and being able to throw strikes because he was a little bit erratic and then he was also just kind of like a lot of some of those fastballs were kind of right over the right down the middle of the plate so um, that's my only reason for concern if this I thought the velocity was you know down to an amount that yeah it might not be significant T- Strider was saying that that's not really what he would consider as a velocity drop a velocity drop for him is more like five six miles per hour that's like something to be concerned with uh probably true but i would kind of hope that the velocity comes back up in his next start after he just threw 70 pitches in that start last night as opposed to him coming off a 106 pitch outing the day before and you know or the 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 outing before and you can certainly um it makes perfect sense to think like okay well yeah your stuff's not going to be as good when you're coming off a 106 pitch outing so that's why i hope to see him kind of return to the guy that we've grown accustomed to seeing here in this early portion of the season in his next start i'm not panicking yet but i'm a little bit just i'm you know my 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 ears are up my 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 tail is up my i'm on alert so to speak (laughs) See, I, I I guess it's just one of those that these things happen. Like, you know, like it's not definitely 100%. Yeah, it, it's not going to be perfect every time he goes out. Now, him saying the the velo drop of like more five to six. Nah, nah, man. Like when you throw 100 miles an hour, if you top out at 97 and your next start, um, you're <laughs> that that is when I go. All right, Spencer, this isn't double a you know this isn't this isn't high a where three miles an hour doesn't make a big difference that absolutely like like that is what makes him dominant the fact that he can throw 100 101 and guys are swinging looking silly that is part of why he's here at 23 years old um however i just don't get caught like in the individual stuff when because yeah, he even spoke about the fact of like, yeah, I've got to work on you know not letting one at bat then compound and affects the next at bat, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think that's something that you watch a Charlie Morton do right. so well. Whereas we'll see his stat line and we'll be like, ah, oh, you know, through five innings, gave up three earned, and it's usually like early or it's late. But the next batter, often unaffected by the previous couple, it's just one of those, you know, things happen. Like, like guys mm-hmm. are human, and, and Strider being able to say that, you know, like, like, not every person performs their best at, at every single day, you know, or every time they go. Yeah. I, I realize he goes out every five days, and so people are like, well, why can't he be at his best when he's only going once every five days? Well, because just. Some days you wake up and you know, and you got that little twinge in your back, or you know, you you. <laughs> the one thing that I kind of wanted to get into without making it a whole deal. Did you see how many balls Spencer Strider was throwing back? Um, I didn't notice. He was doing that. Mm. Um, 
enough that and and I don't I have to say I, I nothing you noticed yeah clearly. <laughs> well it was like let me be honest I noticed because Strider wasn't pitching well and right, I started okay, yeah. in my head I started going through Trying like to f- figure yeah, out the reasons why I'm like what's yeah. going on and then all of a sudden I'm seeing camera angle of he's throwing this one to the dugout and this one, you know <laughs> and I'm kind of like I mean look guys have not been shy this major league baseball season about saying. These baseballs aren't the same, and I and I loved. Uh, I always freak- major league major league baseball just came out with a. Uh, there was a news item yesterday saying that they're going to start being stricter on um, making sure every ball is maintained in a in a uniform way across the league. With regards to the way they muddy them up to to get them ready for games and stuff too, so I wonder yeah. if that may have had any impact. Well, and, and I was just about to say, like I, I can't remember the pitcher's name who tweeted out a photo earlier this week, or it may have been the end of last week, uh, but it was, I saw it on John Boy uh, that they had, and you could see like the threads were different, the shape of the mm. ball was different, like like one on the left, you know, being more oval. Then the one on the right being more, you hmm. know, you think of a, a typical circular baseball or whatever. And it's just all mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things that um, makes you go, hmm. <laughs> and and so... And I, that game last night did end 12 to 10. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All of a sudden we juice the baseballs again. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> can, can I say just one more thing on Strider? For me, you know, I, I continue, I think about... Last year, the team sat down Ian Anderson for for a period of time, um, and I, I think that with Strider, we need to be careful. And just in terms of him managing himself over the course of the season, I can see that skeptical face that you're making, Caleb. Um, you know, it's a big. Start. It's it's a. It, I no, I to, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. But just because of the velocity drop, it brings this to mind for myself, which is that maybe he's not going to be able to go every fifth day for you throughout the entire season. Maybe it would benefit the team for him to get, you know, just like Ian Anderson got last year, get, uh, you know, just like rest the arm for a month, essentially is what they did with him. Uh, and he came back strong. So um, maybe that could be something that he has to deal with this year. But I mean, again, I mean, we've talked about Spencer Strider, how good he's been this year. You can't really argue with, the production that you've got from him this year at all. He's like one of the, he's like a rookie of the year candidate at this point. So he's been incredible. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think the thing with him is like, if he has another start and then we see similar issues, I'm willing to have that conversation. He threw 11 strikeouts in his last outing, you know? So it's one of those, like, I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. And I think part of the reason why I'm not hitting the panic button. What have we just seen? Did we not just see Kyle Wright? have a pretty poor outing against the Cubs mm-hmm. where uh, I, it's so funny. I, I had just done an appearance on Nick Kale's show uh, earlier that Saturday and talked about the fact of like, I've finally reached a level with Kyle Wright. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> I, I've reached a level with Kyle Wright that I don't, I don't worry about him. You know, yeah, yeah, he same. may not always have his best stuff, but I don't worry about him. And I still feel that way, mm-hmm. even with the fact of, you know, he gave up like five earned in that game. But mm-hmm. also, we just going to act like Max Fried's bad start didn't happen either. And he just got backed up, you know, by the fact of the Braves score 10 runs. Like, like uh, the, these things do happen. Um, yeah. y- you don't want it to happen. You especially don't want to see it when in Kyle Wright and in Spencer Strider's uh, position, it leads to a loss. 
that's unfortunate. But also, it happens. I'm not going to panic just yet. Um, but then I'm also willing to, to you know, listen out to you and, and others, Joe, who it's like, yeah, okay, pay attention. Hey, no you know. one's panicking. No one's yeah. no one's panicking here. Just uh, you know, something to plug in the old memory box and and keep chugging along. But hopefully, you can get right back to it. Absolutely. Um, I also want this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get into the bullpen because I did some, I don't, I don't know what kind of research I would call it. Um, I don't want to call it lazy man's research, but just of the like, you ever do this where you have an idea in your head of certain players and of certain portions of the team that you're just like, this statement is fact. Totally. Um, And then you go look it up and you're like, oh, that's actually not true. That was, that was a, (laughs) that was a bad opinion by me. I, I feel like I had this moment and I saw this on Twitter, which is what led to my, um, my bit of quick research. Just, you know, a little, little, little peek into the fan graphs of going like, when it comes to this Braves bullpen, I have an idea of who's good, who's really talented in this pen, and then I have an idea of just who sucks, who's just <laughs> trash, who's who's borderline, you know, what are we doing here type stuff. And yeah. I and I had this moment last night, and and, and I I hate to be like this with these guys, it is what it is. Um, now Joe, you know, you spoke about. Darren O'Day's struggles in Tuesday's game. I was more paying attention to um, Dylan Lee and Jackson Stevens. Mm-hmm. When I see them come in in the times in the types of games and the time of game that they do, and I often find myself going like, "Is this not a job for someone much better than you?" <laughs> right. You know, and, and and so I just go like, what is what does Brian Snicker see in these guys? And then I pull up their their stats page, and it's like Dylan Lee, pretty middle of the pack when it comes to Braves pitching in general, kind of towards the top of talent wise when it comes to the pin. 
Jackson mm-hmm. Stevens, another guy who typically gets out of his appearances pretty scot-free. And yet, I was like, why do I just have this feeling that um, he's a lot worse than I think? Uh, and who is a guy that I often think of as consistent who is not nearly as good, who's actually quite terrible, uh, and and it's been <laughs> skating. It's been right in front of my eyes, and yet just because of preconceived notions and other things, I, I go right past it. So I, I wanted to ask you, Joe, just who do you th- who do you see in this pen as being really talented, and who do you see in this pen as being just straight up awful, um, you know, and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, you know, you, you asked me to say this without looking up anything, and I gave you my my initial, my immediate responses were the best is A.J. Minter, which I'm pretty sure that that's probably right. That's what, that accurate. aligns with the that's stats. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I said Darren O'Day as the guy who I just never have confidence <laughs> when he comes into a game, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a short you know memory after what happened last night. That probably plays some into it. But um, those those are my two answers there. Did you want more? Did you want me no. to opine more on more? Okay. That's fine. It's one of those because like it's what I also hate it because uh, you and I were just talking about Darren O'Day because of his previous outing. And getting to have all of that fun of, of him. Freaking awesome. Yeah. The running guy the first is base. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and getting his getting his socks authenticated because he finally got <laughs> dirty in a baseball game. And, you know, him being a guy that it's like it either goes well and he gets out quickly or it doesn't go well. And he's, you know, quickly going to the showers. <laughs> you know, it's one of those like. <laughs> Don't re- don't want to remember that outing sort of thing, or yeah. it's you know in pivotal moments he's not asked to be there. So right, right. Uh, you know, where is he the? I, no, that's not true. I, I was just about to put him in because he doesn't do extended outings. He's just going to pitch one. He's not the Josh Tomlin, but he is the Josh right. Tomlin in that insignificant or um, he's he's just the older guy of of the clubhouse. Well, that's what I was going to say about like some of these guys I feel like are hard done by just because of the very nature of the role that they fill within the bullpen. So like Jack, guys like Jackson Stevens, guys like Jesse Chavez, um, they're going to be going out there typically and maybe not typically, but part of their role is to go out there and just like give the team innings and whatever they can give them is what they're going to get but like they're not going to get their ass saved you know like a lot of these guys if they like put runners on base you know somebody else is coming in because they're typically coming into a game that's in a tight situation where the team obviously has a great chance to win jesse chavez comes into a lot of games taking over for somebody with a short start or you know um, could be in the later innings as well the team is down big and they're just going to wear it if things aren't going for them in a given game so they don't really have the opportunities for other guys to kind of pick them up so to speak in this baseball lingo um, that some of these other guys have so I think that that's part of the reason why we feel a certain type of way about some of these guys Uh, but you're totally right about Dylan Leakes I am looking at the numbers now and the guy has been uh, very very good um I'm looking at a uh, 0.825 whip this year and a 2.9, 2.9, yeah, 2.9 FIP. That's really good. I mean, I, he's got the shortest sample size of anybody in this bullpen right now with only 13 innings pitch. So you you want to take that with a grain of salt, but a 0.68 ERA, you know, all these things are, are very, very good. And he's not really walking people, only two walks in those 13 innings. So that's obviously going to be something that keeps him in this bullpen for a long time if he can keep that up. Yeah, I 
the one thing that I like I didn't find very quickly, uh, and it seems like he's a guy who who gets a lot of this is like, what are his inherited runs, uh, you know, uh, allowed mm-hmm. that sort of thing, because he does seem like a guy who typically comes in after a starter, and I just I feel like I always remember him giving up runs, and then I look at his stat sheet. And it's like, no, actually, it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and same with Jackson Stevens. It's like there's been the mo- the big moments here or there where, you know, other teams have walked it off on him or just put a couple of runs last night being an example of, you know, it was just enough that, that that put the Giants ahead that they ultimately closed out that game. And um, uh, Olsen's home run didn't help out enough. But otherwise, been pretty decent. The one, like the number one, the worst Braves pitcher this season, a guy who he just hadn't hadn't paid attention to. I guess like it hadn't hit me enough. Will Smith. Yeah, I'm I, looking at the numbers now, and I I did not. I mean, I see no, it now. I, but I didn't. I hadn't. It hadn't really occurred to me before. But and even like the walks numbers is really bad. He's among the lead, the leaders on the team, and yeah. his walk rate at four point two walks per nine. I mean, that's really bad. And for somebody without his pedigree and without his, to be frank, his salary, like that's the kind of numbers that would get you demoted for a lot of pitchers. Obviously, that's he, not going to happen with Will Smith, but it's not good at all. He was the closer, like. <laughs> How long ago? On, you know? on a World Series winning team, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm looking at myself being like, because I like I remember the conversations of he was when they brought in Kenley Jansen, he was willing to take a lesser role, and it wasn't going to affect him, and he was totally cool with it. And I'm going, it's affecting him. It's definitely affecting him. Um, and, and you would and you would think with him not being the closer anymore that it would actually help his numbers to an extent because he would be going coming into situations which are just like better matchups for him. You know, there's just more strategic opportunities for him to be put into ball games and instead you know instead of just like taking the ninth inning where he could be going up against anybody and it's, yeah, it's well, it's not good. And again, it's so it you know a lot of it is self inflicted with the walk rates and the strikeouts are not are you know among the worst. Like Jesse Chavez has a better strikeouts per nine rate than will smith does it's uh it's pretty shocking yeah and it's one of the like he he has the worst wins above replacement of this pitching staff uh then you know you start breaking down the the other individual things of like okay what's his you know what's his fielding independent pitching looking like which should give you a, a true perspective of how he's pitching he of of the active players on this uh, on this pitching staff, he's the worst. He, like that's shocking to me. Um, and, and you know what else? He's he's pit, he's faced the second most amount of batters. Yeah. in this bullpen, second only yeah. to Kenley Jansen. So it's like he's getting a lot of work too. Um, yeah. And so we haven't reached the level, and and honestly, until you start getting into the playoffs is really when I worry about this stuff so much. I, you know, obviously like Braves fans are going to talk about Brian stickers, bullpen management, who he decides to play when that sort of thing. It obviously came into play Tuesday night. Cause guys were wondering like, 
hey, you know, with AJ Mentor chopped liver, you're in a you mm-hmm. know pretty meaningful game and you could win it, uh, and yet you're you're turning to some other guys. Um, well, by the way, he, so last night Kenley was down, which we didn't know until after the game, and so he so Snit was Mentor was essentially the closer for last night, and which is why he did not come into that situation. Um, one of the reasons why. Well, at least. but I, w- I was also going to say, I mean, Snit also spoke on the fact of like, yeah, your plans get blown out of the water when you, yeah. you already knew Kenley was down and then Spencer couldn't go, you know, couldn't go into yeah. the um, longer than, than three and two thirds. F- yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's one of those that circumstances matter heavily into those decisions uh, but, yeah, I just did not realize. Like, when it comes to this bullpen, you're right. Darren O'Day towards the bottom um, uh, of this bullpen. Uh, it also concerns me when I see starters who are performing worse than some of the bottom of your bullpen. Uh, that, that'd be one Mr. Ian Anderson, who is, is also down towards the bottom. Yeah. Sure. Hey, since we're, since we're talking about pitchers right now, and I should have maybe brought this up in the pitching segment. So – Last night, when Spencer Strider, the velocity was struggling, just decided to do a little digging of fact-finding. So here's a little trivia for you, Caleb. And, you know, this involves bullpen, too. But Spencer Strider has the highest average fastball velocity on this team. I think it's like 98.8 or something is his average. Couldn't find it. I was actually looking for the, hot, the t- their top uh, speed, but I couldn't find that on StatCast. Okay. Um, who do you think is second on the team in average four-seam fastball velocity? Huh. Who's from this season, from 2022. Because a lot of, I was asking some friends, a lot of them would have said, were saying Matzik, he's not on the list because he was having the shoulder issues, although he was clearly sitting above 96 uh, last year. I, like, I feel like this is a trick question. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm very, like, unsure because I'm thinking, yeah, who, who is typically up there? It's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be Max Freed. Uh, it's it's AJ Minter, which is interesting, sitting at like ninety six something. Uh, so let's keep going. Let's keep going because huh. this really this this is where it starts getting interesting. Who are th- who's third and who's fourth? That's the that's the only ones I know. I only know the top four. Actually, I know the top five. Okay, I mean, I would is Max three or four? No. Interesting. Isn't that interesting. He's he's so he's fifth. He's fifth. Um, he's fifth at like ninety four point four. Okay. Mm, who is a guy who's throwing really fast? Um, are we talking like active, like or or this, this is current pitching staff? Okay. <laughs> I, your thinking face is uh. <laughs> well, because I'm just struggling because I'm thinking like who's really Kyle Wright's got to be up there. Kyle Wright is number three. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's at like ninety five. Uh, let's see, Kyle Wright's at ninety five point three. Okay, who's fourth. And this we're, is where it gets. This is who's fourth. And we're including bullpen, Cl- including bullpen. So you've got Minter at ninety six point six. Kyle Wright at ninety five point three. Freed, you've already mentioned, as fifth at ninety four point four. I'll give you the the average speed, ninety five point two miles per hour. Sitting in fourth place, average four seam fastball velocity on the Braves. Kenley? Charlie Morton. No. Is that not crazy? 
39 year old. I mean, I believe. Well, Charlie when I saw Brown. it, I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense, but that's insane that he's 38 years old. Well, because we always talk about, like, I mean, he, he's staying in the game with his off speed. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and when the off speed isn't good, it's really not good. And he has a <laughs> yeah. bad outing. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So anyway, share that share that with your family and friends. Little little fun facts there. For yeah, you. I'm I'm um, all about the trivia, especially when it like because it's always it's one of those like you you start going into full like galaxy brain mode of like I don't what is a fastball like I don't you know like um but interesting that's yeah yeah. Huh. All right, so uh, while your mind is still blown there. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. transition us into the last segment of the show today which is uh some of these hitters starting to get going we saw last night against the giants matt olson hit two homers had five rbis in that game nice to see the braves hitting some like three run homers two run homers nowadays where it seemed like they were on that solo homer train for so long earlier this season that's a little aside but uh good to see matt olson hit a couple homers uh ron cunha hit another bomb yesterday up into the hank aaron terrace and uh marcelo zuna hit a hit a nice shot to center field as well so it's nice to see some of these guys that are up there in the top four of the lineup guys who are supposed to be these big sluggers for you finally start to get hot i i was just about to say so um I I will be completely honest. I was a bit distracted last night. I had some other things just going on. As I'm trying to pay attention to the Braves game, I was trying to do some other things. Um, and so, specifically, I was walking my dog last night when Ronald Acuna hit that home run. I thought I had just missed so much playing time of this game. I thought it had to have been like the seventh inning with how big of a deal they were making Ronald Acuna's home run. Cause I know he's doing the ice tray celebration now. Absolutely love it. Um, it's just so Who? That was, that's my best right. Brian Snicker in person. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a, that's such a, that game had went on for what felt like so long just for the fact of, like, Ronald giving the Braves the lead was in the fourth inning, and that was 7-6. to six. And, then, you know, final score of 12-10. to 10. There was so much that happened after that. But that felt like, in the moment, this sealed it. Like, this, that that did it. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, just a, a weird game kind of overall. And, and I don't know, that, it made me think of that. Um, you started talking about, you know, guys coming alive. Also, can I just put out there my little Matt Olson 
trivia that's not really trivia because it's very easy to find. When you go, oh, okay, Matt Olson's first multi-home run game last night, that puts him up to 10 home runs this season. Compare that to one Frederick Freeman. How many how many home runs does Freddie Freeman have this season? Do you know? I uh, I think I might know. Did you say was it six? It is six. Yes, yeah, because yeah, I saw you. I think you had pointed yeah. out on Twitter that he has like four more than Freddie. Freddie Freeman only has crazy. six home runs. It's, it's June twenty second, <laughs> and we're out here in Atlanta going. Oh, I, I'm listening to John Chuckery talk about. I don't care about doubles. I don't care about doubles. Matt Olson was paid and brought in here to hit home runs. I need him hitting home runs. <laughs> I agree, Chuck. I agree everyone who thinks that Matt Olson to this point last year with the Oakland Athletics was hitting more home runs. However, let's put it in perspective. <laughs> this guy's young and potentially could get better should get better than what we've seen of him in the past. Freddie Freeman, this might be why Alex Anthopoulos wasn't so big on giving him his money. You know, like... Maybe. I, I, I don't... I, I, I don't want to get too caught up in the... Because I, I know Freddie Freeman's homecoming, or I guess you call it a homecoming. I don't know. He's, he's coming to town this weekend. Fans are going to care. I'm going to care. I'm going to go. Uh, I just... I want to see it. But... I mean, uh, I think you also have to wonder for Freddie if, uh, you know, just like hit the move that he made is is affecting him and, um, you know, whether it's impacting his, his offensive production, you know. never know. I mean, I don't know, it's, but it's, it's, wild. it's just one of those like things. To, it's, it, you know, be thankful for what you've got. Your people talk about I grass think, isn't always greener. Right. Yeah. Grass isn't always greener. If anything, Matt Olson is adjusting to his new, you know, surroundings than better than Freddie Freeman is, well, which is probably not what anyone expected because it, for Freddie, it was like, oh, it's a homecoming for him. It's like where he's, you know, it's where he's from. It's where he's, he'll be comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. We know all the backstory there, and lo and behold, maybe it hasn't been so easy. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I say all of that to say, like, I don't want to make too big of a deal of the whole Freddie Freeman thing. Who, I mean, who knows? Tonight he could go off and and just go on an absolute tear for the next. Almost certainly will now that well, we've talked about this. <laughs> also because he's coming to Atlanta, it's all yeah. You know, it's oh, one yeah, of those. Well, because he, he had two homers against uh, the Braves in that one, in the one series they played already. So yeah, thirty three percent of his homers. Well, I was just about to say, <laughs> you know who is uh, the starting pitcher Friday night? I don't even know who is it. Ian Anderson. Oh yeah, that makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah um because because who was it last time wascari noah a oh, guy yeah, who was right. clearly struggling who of course for the story had to give him a home run uh <laughs> i'm fully expecting it again um uh, because that was the whole thing is like freddie hit two home runs in that series and yeah. then since has hit two <laughs> you know like what do you crazy. uh you know i was asked this on by uh John Fricky uh, yesterday, or was it this morning? Wow, it was this morning. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore. Um, yeah. What do you think the reception's going to be like for Freddie? I think it'll be good. I don't think I don't think fans like generally have ill will towards Freddie. Um, so, if they had played the first month of the season mm -hmm. in Atlanta, mm, yeah, it had been very different than what it is now. Yeah. Uh, also. All of this, all of the information, you know, I just 
spouted off about about the fact of you know Matt Matt Olson performing better than Freddie Freeman is going to make that go easier. Um, you also have the fact that Jock Peterson just came to town, got a really warm reception, pulled out the he actually Jock Peterson laid some foundation for something that Freddie could do when he comes to town, which is find something to do a little tip of the cap back to the city. You know, if you do mm-hmm. that, people will love you. Jock obviously pulled out the pearls for this series. People of loving that. Uh, if Freddie Freeman does something like that or says something before, you know, very kind before the series starts, yeah, he's going to, like, there are going to be boos. I have no doubt. There are also going to be a lot of cheers, and the cheers are going to outweigh the boos because fans have had enough time at this point to move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just, yeah, you, you come to town and say something smart again. Um, and you know, man, the fans will turn on you, but I don't expect that from Freddie. I think he learned his lesson after, uh, the, yeah, I saw him, you know, talking about Anthopolis's tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think yeah, we're good. I, I would just say also, I have no idea if this is true. I don't even know if it's measurable really, but I feel like fans don't give players as hard a time for this kind of thing anymore in this day and age like i don't know if you remember when tom glavin went to the mets and it was like pretty damn hostile from Braves fans um it would be like shocking for that for honestly for me like that would be shocking for that to happen again um in general well i was about to say i mean it's just one of those like who is the is it tom who is the last person that left the braves went to another team and teams boo like and the Braves booed them. Right, like fans. right. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, that's it's, what I mean. It's, I feel like all... that doesn't really happen much anymore. Now, obviously, like Freddie's a rare case. Like how everything went down didn't go over well, which is why I say like there's going to be some boos. I have mm-hmm. no doubt. If 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 the Braves had played within the first month of the season, I might have been a part of those boos because um, <laughs> I did not like how he handled himself when he went to L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I th- I thought he went he. He went full heel turn when he he left immediately, and then I think Freddie saw Matt Ryan's reception of leaving Atlanta, and decided, oh, I should do things a little different, uh, and and you know, and yeah, changed his definitely. perspective some. So, and I would also say it's also a lot easier to like you're going to get better reception when you come off of just having been a huge piece of a world series. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And he's going to get his ring and everything. So giving him his ring. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a very different reception versus, (laughs) but uh, I mean, I mean, you know, it's one of those, like have something happen in the playoffs. Maybe we're talking a different story. Totally. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's just, he's the, you know, the broadcast talked about it. Uh, a couple nights ago, as they were talking about Jock Peterson making his his uh, return to Atlanta, which is, I mean, Freddie Freeman's a massive part of why you won that World Series. He caught the final out. Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, he's going to get his cheers. He's also going to get some boos because fans are fans and they're passionate. Uh, but also, like I said, you know, time heals all wounds and <laughs> – and and it'll only continue to grow better unless something happens in the playoffs, and then it it might really get 
ugly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a different story. Playoffs is cutthroat. All right. Anything I actually got to get out of here. There's some news breaking that I've got to go right up. Ooh. <laughs> for, this is for Atlanta United. This is for something else. <laughs> Fun stuff. Well, thanks, everybody, yeah. for listening to Batter Up. I don't even know if you'll hear this part because we might cut it up. So who knows? But <laughs> for my co-host, Joe Patrick, I'm Caleb Johnson. Have a good one. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.